0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand.
1: Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network.
0: The year 1992. Bill Clinton was a young and obscure multi-term governor from a very small state. At first, it seemed the American people were pretty uninterested. Clinton's poll numbers at the start of his candidacy were under 2%. He had gained some momentum by the beginning of the primary season, but still finished a distant third in the 1992 Iowa caucus. As New Hampshire drew closer, Clinton was polling far behind Massachusetts Senator Paul Songus. And the Clinton women scandals were already catching up to them. The name Jennifer Flowers was now everywhere in the news. Bill and Hillary knew they had to do something to change the momentum. So after Super Bowl 26, the Clintons appeared together on 60 Minutes to address the allegations being made by the woman named Jennifer Flowers, who claimed she had a 12-year affair with Bill. The Clintons knew full well that a poor showing would end his candidacy.
1: Who is Jennifer Flowers?
0: How would you describe your relationship? You know, friendly but limited. I I met her uh, in the late 70s when I was Attorney General. Uh, she was one of a number of young people who were working for the television stations around Little Rock. And, uh, she left our state, uh, and for years I didn't really hear from her and know what she was doing. Was she a friend, an acquaintance? Did your she, wife know her? Oh yes. yes, sir. she was an acquaintance, I would say a friendly acquaintance. Uh, when this story, this rumor story got started in the middle of 1980, uh, and she was contacted and told about it, she was so upset, and she called back and she said, how can I be listed on this? I haven't seen you for more than 10 minutes in 10 years. she would call the office, or I'd call her back there at the office, or I'd call her back at the house. And there's nothing uh, out of the ordinary there. She's a legend and is described in some detail in a supermarket tabloid, which she calls a 12-year affair with you. That allegation is false. Bill and Hillary's performance was convincing.
1: You know, I'm not sitting here as some little woman standing by my man like Tammy Wynette. I'm sitting here because I love him and I respect him and I honor what he's been through and what we've been through together. And, you know, if that's not enough for people, then heck, don't vote for him.
0: When the voting in New Hampshire was over, Bill had severely cut into Songus's double-digit lead. As convinced as the American people had been by the Clintons in that 60 Minutes interview, and they were convinced... Bill Clinton has got to level with the American people tonight.
1: Otherwise, his candidacy is dead. You feel like you've leveled with the American I people? have absolutely leveled with the American people. We're going to do the best we can to level with people, and then we're going to let them make up their minds, because I think if the American people get a chance, and if they're trusted to exercise their vote right because people talk to them about real issues, this country will be okay. That's what we're betting on, and we're just going to roll the dice and see what happens. You called it a gamble. Uh, You
0: came here tonight to try and put it behind you. You're going to get on the plane when you walk out of this room and go back to New Hampshire. You think you've succeeded? That's up to the American people and to some extent up to the press. History has proven that the Clintons had not leveled with the American people, that in fact virtually everything they said in that interview were lies. As we later, in 1998, discovered that Bill Clinton admitted under oath he had indeed been having an affair with Jennifer Flowers. But she was just the tip of the iceberg, and it was a Titanic-sized iceberg. There had been women other than Hillary before Jennifer Flowers, and there would be many after In the late 70s, an Arkansas nursing home administrator and Clinton supporter, Juanita Broderick, was to meet with Clinton in a Little Rock hotel lobby. Bill asked if they could instead meet in her hotel room to avoid a crowd of reporters. She agreed. She has said that she regretted that decision ever since. Broderick claims that when they got to her hotel room, Clinton raped her.
1: Then what happens? Then he tries to kiss me again. And the second time he tries to kiss me, he starts biting on my lip. He starts to uh, bite on my top lip.
0: She says, quote, it was real panicky, panicky situation. I was even to the point where I was getting very noisy, yelling, please stop. But he didn't. Afterward, Bill Clinton headed for the door.
1: When everything was over with, when he got up and... Straightened himself, and I was crying at the moment. And uh, he walks to the door and calmly puts on his sunglasses. And before he goes out the door, he says, You better get some ice on that. And he turned and went out the door on your lip. Yeah.
0: How does this have anything to do with Hillary? Well, two weeks after the alleged rape, Broderick, who had been scheduled to attend a fundraising event for Bill, feeling responsible for the attack because she had let him into the hotel room, did show up at the event. There she encountered a determined, and to Juanita, frightening Hillary Clinton.
1: I almost got nauseous when she came over to me. And she came over to me, took a hold of my hand, and said, I've heard so much about you. And I've been dying to meet you, or been wanting to meet you. I can't, this is paraphrasing right now. And she said, I just want you to know how much that Bill and I appreciate what you do for him. And I said, well, thank you. And I started to turn and walk away. This little soft-spoken, pardon me for the phrase, dowdy woman, that was seem very unassertive took a hold of my hand and squeezed it and said do you understand everything that you do and i got my hand from hers and i laughed how
0: hard was she she was really squeezing
1: yes mm-hmm. she was just holding on to my hand she didn't because i had started to turn away from her and she held on to my hand and she said do you understand everything that you do? I mean, cold chills went out my spine. That's the first time I became afraid of that woman. In
0: 1991, Paula Jones was an Arkansas state employee. Apparently, one of the state troopers that allegedly procured women for Clinton while he was governor, in a scandal that became known as Troopergate, overheard her say that she wouldn't mind being Clinton's mistress. So, on May 8th, she was escorted by the trooper to Clinton's hotel room, where he allegedly propositioned and exposed himself to her. The advances were unwelcome, and Jones sued just before the statute of limitations expired. Clinton won the first round as a judge ruled that Jones could not show any damages from the incident. Jones appealed, and eventually Clinton paid Paula Jones $850,000 to drop the suit. In 1993, a White House volunteer under extreme financial distress, Kathleen Willey, came to the Oval Office to seek Bill's help in procuring paid employment. Instead of offering help, Clinton sexually assaulted her. Willey wound up becoming an unwilling participant in the Paula Jones case. Then, a 21-year-old unpaid intern came to work at the White House in June 1995. This seemingly insignificant occurrence would begin a chain of events that would lead to the impeachment of the president of the United States of America for only the second time in our nation's history. The unpaid intern's name was Monica Lewinsky. By November, she and the president had started the sexual affair that would rock the White House. It continued for several years until the relationship finally came to light after Lewinsky shared details with a friend, a civil servant named Linda Tripp. Tripp had worked just outside the Oval Office and right next to the office of Hillary Clinton in the West Wing. She recorded what Lewinsky had told her and eventually went to the press with a story. Newsweek had the story but decided not to run with it. However, such was not the case on the burgeoning Internet and an unknown and up-and-coming website called The Drudge Report. In 1998, Drudge ran with the story and blew it wide open. Eventually, there were hearings and lies to prosecutors and, in the end, impeachment proceedings. Hillary addressed the issue, blaming the right.
1: The great story here for anybody willing to find it and write about it and explain it is this vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president
0: bill addressed the issue in no uncertain terms but i want to say one thing to the american people i want you to listen to me i'm going to say this again i did not have sexual relations with that woman miss Lewinsky. i never told anybody to lie not a single time never These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. But one year later, Bill addressed the issue again. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Ms. Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part, for which
1: I am solely and completely responsible.
0: Linda Tripp has said of Bill Clinton that...
1: Everyone knew within the West Wing, particularly those who had spent years with him, of the thousands of women.
0: But again, what does this have to do with Hillary Clinton?
1: Worse, Hillary Clinton not only has always known about it, she made it her personal mission to disseminate information and destroy uh, the women...
0: From the start, it has been Hillary Clinton at the heart of the Clinton scorched earth policy regarding the women victims of her husband's inappropriate behavior. Judicial Watch found in an effort to discredit the women who charged President Clinton with sexual misconduct, personal files and papers were illegally obtained and released. The courts found, under the Privacy Act, that the privacy of Linda Tripp and Kathleen Willey had been violated, end quote. This is from a Judicial Watch report, citing just a few more than 900 relevant files. Judicial Watch said that Hillary had been linked, quote, directly to the center, end quote, of the controversy. And yet, as she campaigns for president... Hillary Clinton released this amazing public service announcement about sexual assault.
1: I want to send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard, and you have a right to be believed. We're with you.
0: A seemingly difficult stance for a woman fighting for women's rights that never believed and instead sought to destroy anyone and everyone that ever accused her husband... Next, the First Lady to the U.S. Senate, to the Secretary of State, and now, potentially, the Presidency. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program.